0: It is off-season time, but that can be fun, too. End of season, locker room clean-out day, as well as a preview of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Sneaky Joe DiBiase here today, and it is the first off-season edition of the Locked on Sabres podcast. And I love the off-season, and we'll have lots to talk about throughout the coming months, including, of course, trades and player evaluations. We'll do our own exit interviews for each of the Sabre players uh, from last season. Free agency at some point, and the draft at some point, the lottery, and the Stanley Cup playoffs, despite the fact the Sabres are not in the playoffs. Um, Of course, we are a hockey show, and we will cover it all here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. So thanks for making us your first listen every day, especially here in the offseason. And we are presenting... By HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com/slash NHL60 and use the code NHL60 for 60% off plus free shipping. So things that we'll get to today. I will preview of my picks for both the East playoffs and the West Playoffs uh, for the Stanley Cup playoffs. And of course, we will get to all that happened in the last couple of days with the end-of-season uh, locker room clean-out days for the Sabres. What I took away, what I heard, and this is before, of course, we will hear from Don Granado and Kevin Adams on Wednesday morning. So I think we'll hear some interesting things. Of course, Adams will be the one that I am interested in hearing from the most. We don't hear from him as much as Granado And different player decisions that will come this offseason. The one, the, the there's not a ton to really figure out for the Sabres. I mean, th- we all think they're going to add a defenseman and it will be interesting what they do in goal. Um, but a lot, there's not really a lot to do. It's just kind of let the, let the kids cook. You know, I I'll be interested to hear from Adams, whether he thinks Yuri Kulich and Matthew Savoy are primed and ready to join the NHL next year. What he might answer to a question like that. But the thing I am most looking for to pick up signs of what Adams is thinking is on Ukapeka Lukanen. To me, that is the player with the biggest decision to make for next season. Because there's no place that makes sense for him if you don't want to give up on him. So will Adams sound like someone that wants Lukanen to be with Levi next season? Will he sound like someone that might be willing to trade Ukapeka Lukanen? Um, I don't think he'll be willing to waive him. And to get, try to get him to Rochester, it doesn't seem likely. But we'll see if we can pick up any clues from Kevin Adams about Lukanen coming up on Wednesday. So that's ahead on Wednesday. And other one other thing we'll have to tackle in the coming days and weeks is what Sabres are doing at the World Championships. There's a lot of Sabres going to the World Championships. Alex Tuck is going for Team USA to play with his brother Luke Tuck, who is six years apart from Alex. And they've never played together in the same team. J.J. Paterka is going to play for Team Germany. Canada is going to have both Jack Quinn and Devin Levi, and that's only so far. I know Jeff Skinner said he's considering, Owen Power is considering, but Levi is going, and that will be big because he only got six games. Was it six games or seven? Uh, Seven games for the Sabres. And getting some action at the Worlds against more NHL-level competition uh, we'll, go al- uh, we'll have to continue to evaluate this guy. How ready is he to be not only an NHL goalie, but to be the number one? So Levi will be worth watching. Uh, Yoki Haru, I believe, is going for Finland, and we might get a couple of others. So the world's coming up. They're splitting it between Finland and Latvia. Uh, I believe that's the first week of May that gets going. We'll uh, have to keep an eye out for how some Sabres are doing there, especially, especially Devin Levi. So things I took away from locker room cleanouts. You got to start with the captain. Kyle Ocposo says he does not know whether or not he will be back next year. And that might be something that is up to the team and where their how their roster shakes out, how interested Adams is in bringing Oposo back. All his teammates love him. They call him dad. I mean, every single guy I listen to from locker room cleanup talked up poso and the impact he has made on them off the ice and on the ice. Not all of the young guys, too, like Alex Tuck, Jeff Skinner, talking about Okposo's impact as well. He's coming off a year where, you know, it wasn't great statistically, but he was okay. 11 goals, 28 points. You know, he made a decent impact at five on five puck possession. Um, I don't know how much he's got left in the tank. He looked really slow at the end of the season. So I think you could go either way. His impact off the ice is so is so big that, all right, he showed you enough to think, all right, he could try again next year. But you might get to a point during the year where you think he really shouldn't be in the lineup, and then you have a tough decision on your hands. Or if they want to go as skilled and as talented as possible, they might say, hey, this is it. So do you want to retire or do you want to go to another team? And I think Okposa sounded like someone that might just retire. So I'm up in the air. I'm on the fence 50-50 after whether or not Okposa will be back. And I think you can make a good argument either way, whether or not he should. Um other things I heard. Elks Tuck. Uh Elks Tuck's a great listen. If you're going to listen to one guy at locker room cleanout, Tuck is the one to do it. Talking about the youth of the team, there was a common theme from the veterans. Tuck, Oposo, Skinner. All were very it's a it was a bright it was a better tone with this end of season as you would expect than past seasons. Um and the tone I was getting from all those veteran guys is, "Hey, this team's going to get good." And it's because of all these kids. It's because of Quinn taking steps because Paterka, there is an expectation from the veterans to the young players that they're going to improve in the off season. They're going to get bigger. They're going to get stronger. They're going to be more mature and they're going to come in next year, ready to make the playoffs. And I think that's a fair expectation. So That was a very common theme that I picked up on throughout all of their their interviews. Other things we picked up on the uh, locker room cleanup: Tage Thompson and Matias Samuelson were dealing with a bunch of injuries. Thompson with a back injury and a shoulder injury and a rib injury. And Samuelson was playing with a sprained MCL. And was it a broken finger on top of that? Like Samuelson was playing through a bunch. So those two guys, key players on this team, were really banged up towards the end of the year. Lukanen talked about wanting to compete with Levi for the starter's job next year. You've heard my take on Lukanen. I don't think he should get that opportunity. I think he had that opportunity for 50 games, and he wasn't able to take hold of it. Um, But we'll see how, again, Adams answers a question about Lukanen on Wednesday, assuming he will get one. All right. That was uh, about the highlights, though, of Locker Room room Cleanout Day. Again, the overall tone, the overall attitude is this team is on the right track. And the young players make some steps and they should be a playoff team next year. Oh, one other thing I'll pick, I'll I'll mention Peyton Krebs. He had an interesting year. I think everybody kind of liked his season, right? Like he became a two-way player, a defensive specialist. And that's not something I would have thought for Krebs. I would have thought if he was making an impact, it would strictly be offensive, but he made an impact defensively, playing on a line with Kyle Poso and Zemgus Girgensons, and he was an energy uh, energy guy. You know, he got into some fights, um, which I know his teammates loved. So Krebs really took on a different role than I thought he would. And he talked about how Krebs, he and Don Granato watched film of Patrice Bergeron, and. They, trying to pick up on different tendencies and things that Bergeron does that Krebs can incorporate into his game. And man, if, if that's the type of player Granada is sitting him down to watch and that's the player they envision he be him becoming, of course, not a Selkie winner, maybe on that level like Bergeron is. But that style of player. He did a good job in year one of that role, um, trying to start to figure that that kind of stuff out. Um, But he did say he wanted to contribute more offensively. So the nine goals and seven assists he picked up this year, um, I think even he would tell you he'd like to be double-digit goals and maybe 40 to 50 points. All right, we'll take a timeout here when we come back. My Eastern Conference playoff predictions. The playoffs begin on Monday night, and then we'll get to the West a little bit later on. That's ahead here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are brought to you by Athletic Greens right there. Check out the website, athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. I start my morning every day with AG1, whether or not it's a shake. The shakes are really good, or you just take a little drop, the little uh, dropper, and you put a drop. Of um, of the of all the vitamins and minerals in your water or your coffee and you don't even notice that it's there. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Your, subs, your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D which is so important to add in these uh, winter and spring months when we don't get has much sunlight. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a lot of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover, and it cost him a hundred dollars per day. Costs you less than three dollars per day. For AG1, you're investing in your health. It's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by professional athletes and trusted by leading health experts. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free free travel packs for on-the-go with your first purchase all you gotta do visit athleticgreens.com slash nhl network again that is athleticgreens.com slash nhl network take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance welcome back to the locked on sabers podcast with joe dibiase and thanks for making us your first listen especially here in the uh in the winter not the winter in the off season um We'll get to now my playoff predictions for the Stanley Cup playoffs, which get going on Monday night. And uh, I am going to start in the Eastern Conference, work my way through. We'll get to the West, go all the way to the Cup. Get an interesting Cup deck. Uh, one that Saber fans might not love, but there are ones that you can hate a little bit more. All right, anyways, starting with the uh, starting at the top on the NHL bracket website, I have got the Boston Bruins – taking care of business, beating the Florida Panthers in six games. I think this is going to be a series. Florida is a tough matchup for the Bruins. They are very talented. They are very, you know, physical. Matthew Kachuk at the, leading that group. Um, Kachuk and Marshawn, by the way. That's going to be a sight to behold uh, throughout this series. I think Florida, the reigning last year's President's Trophy champion, is able to skate with this Bruins team. My biggest concern for Florida why I don't have them pushing it to seven is I don't trust what they have in goal. Whether it's Sergei Bobrovsky or Alex Lyon. I don't even know who's going to start game one. I don't think we know yet. Um, 730 on Monday night. I Boston's got the goalie advantage. In fact, they have two goalies that I would trust more in both Linus Selmark and Jeremy Swayman. And they're coming up the best regular season in hockey history. That's got to count for something. I've got the Bruins beating the Florida Panthers in six. Next series for the first time in 20 years. I've got the Toronto Maple Leafs winning a playoff series. It would be utterly hilarious if the Maple Leafs are not able to win it. And I'm rooting for them not to, but I'm picking them to beat the Leafs, the, the Lightning. Tampa has been dragging themselves to the playoffs. Now, on one hand, you could say those games didn't really count for all that much. They knew they've been playing Toronto since November. But they had these their guys in those games, and they were playing terribly. So... I don't think Tampa is going to push this series all that far. I think the only thing they really have going for them, honestly, is Andre Vasilevsky. They have a big advantage in goal. Toronto's going with Ilya Samsonov, it appears, but he's been banged up, so they have questions in goal. But in terms of the rest of the rosters far and away toronto has been playing like the better team for the last three months so i've got the leafs finally getting over the hump and beating the lightning i think they're ready to do it and i have them winning in five i think they're gonna make quick work of the lightning especially with them having home ice to the metro side of things first round i have the carolina hurricanes just blitzkrieking the new york islanders in five games the Hurricanes, kind of similar to Tampa, not playing their best hockey. But in the playoffs, when the power plays dry up a little bit, you need to be an elite five-on-five team. And this year, an expected goals for by a significant margin, the number one team in the NHL five-on-five was the Carolina Hurricanes. And I know they're not playing great as of of the the last little bit, and they miss Andre Svechnikov. But I think Carolina, top to bottom, far superior team. The Islanders are just, they're lucky to be here. They shouldn't be here. They're going to be the worst watch of the playoffs. Uh, I got Carolina over the Islanders in five games. And then, one of the most interesting series of the first round the Devils and the Rangers. I've got New Jersey winning this series in seven. I've got Lindy and the the Devils getting through the New York Rangers. The Rangers with Igor Shisterkin have the advantage in goal. But I think the Devils, the way they play that up and down the ice style, young and fast, you know, playoff experience, definitely that box is checked by the Rangers. I'm going with the youth here. I'm going with the energy. I'm going with the offense. I'm going with the New Jersey Devils to win it in seven. A very tight series between themselves and the New York Rangers to the next round round number two in the Atlantic. I had Toronto winning and Boston winning. So Boston and Toronto. And I will say that would be the best second round matchup you could, you could have. I mean, it is the playoff series. I bet hockey fans in general want to see the most Toronto against this historic Bruins team. And I am actually going to pick the Leafs. I am going to pick the Leafs to beat the Bruins. Um, It's just hockey's weird that way. I don't want to make it all about that. But hockey is weird. We're the best team in regular season history. They don't even make the conference finals. Yeah, that's completely within the range of outcomes. Um, I think Toronto, the way they're playing and the way they're able to skate with anybody, their blue line is finally not completely figured out, but a lot better than it's been. And honestly, their goalie situation, it's its never been this good. And that must, might sound weird because they haven't invested a lot in it, but they're getting the production. Now, will that happen in the playoffs? You know, I'm going out on a limb by saying that they're going to get the same goalie production in the playoffs. But sonoff has been good for them this year. And if Matt Murray ever comes back, Matt Murray has been good for the Leafs. I just think they're so motivated. they are so much pressure on them. And I know there has been pressure on them in the past. But I, I really got a feeling this is Toronto's year. I'm not rooting for it, but I have a feeling this is their year. I've got them going to the conference finals. In the Metro. I've got Carolina beating the New Jersey Devils. Carolina, a more complete team. Um, I've got, and, you know, the the veteran experience on top of them still being young enough. And they're just the most complete roster to me in hockey. I trust everything from the forward group to the top end scorers, to the depth scorers, the secondary uh, guys, to the blue line itself, Brett Pesci, Jacob Slavin, the goalie situation. I just think they are rock solid from top to bottom and a great five-on-five team. I've got Carolina going to the conference finals and getting out of the Metro, which means in the conference finals, I have the Hurricanes and the Maple Leafs, and I have Carolina getting through. For all the reasons I just had them beating the Devils, I think they will beat the Toronto Maple Leafs in a very tight series if the two reach the conference finals, which I have here. Um, I don't. I like Toronto, and I think they'll win a series or two this year. I don't have them going all the way to the Cup. What does that mean for their offseason? Still could be fun, but... I got Carolina going to the Stanley Cup final. All right, when we come back, in I'll give you my West picks and then my Stanley Cup pick ahead of the opening night in the playoffs, which uh, gets rolling at 7 o'clock on Monday with Hurricanes and Islanders. That's ahead here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. And we are presented. or your money back because you like, just because you like sports confidence is the name of the game. When you shop on eBay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it is easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed, get the right parts, the right fit and the right prices on eBayMotors.com. Let's ride eligible items. Only exclusions apply. Final segment here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. And it is Stanley Cup playoff time, which means it is time for my Stanley Cup picks. We ran through the Eastern Conference in the last segment. I have Carolina making it all the way to the finals, topping Toronto in the conference finals. So let's go to the West. First round in the West. I've got the Colorado Avalanche making quick work of the Seattle Kraken by winning in five games. For me, this simply comes down to elite level talent. The Avalanche have a lot of it. Nathan McKinnon is the second best center in hockey. Cal McCarr is the best defenseman in hockey. And Miko Rantanen, with 55 goals this year, is one of the best goal scorers in hockey. I think the Avalanche, far and away, blow out the Kraken with top-end talent. The Kraken are a nice lineup. I mean, roster-wise, they've they're deep. You know, they've got some good talent all around, but they have nobody that is on an elite level. Not one guy. Who's their best player? Vince Dunn? I like the roster. They're deep, and they've got everything filled in. But Vince Dunn, that can't be your best player and win in the playoffs. I'm sorry. So I've got the Avalanche beating the Kraken in five. It is fun that the Kraken are here. You get some fresh blood. We just did this with Vegas a couple years ago. Does anyone really need to see? You just showed up. You can't win right away, and I don't think that will happen. I don't think we're going to see a Vegas-level run from the Seattle Kraken in this one. You can always get a hot goalie, but to be honest, Colorado Man, Alex Georgiev, he's been even better for them this year than Darcy Kemper was from last year when they won the cup. So if anything, you know, Colorado could be even more dangerous than they were last year. They're not going to have Gabriel Landeskog for the playoffs, so that hurts, but I like Colorado to win in 5. I got some quick series here in the West. I got Dallas beating the Minnesota Wild in 4. I have a sweep for the Wild or for the uh for the Stars. I don't think Minnesota's all that good. I just really don't. I don't think Minnesota, they were the of the playoff teams that made it. I believe they had the worst expected goals for five on five, like 18th or 19th. The stars. Meanwhile, man, if you have not watched a lot of Dallas stars, hockey, let me get ready for hockey to introduce you to Jason Robertson. This guy's not just a star. He is a superstar, uh, hundred and nine points this year, 46 goals. He is an unbelievable talent, an elite level player. And listen, I make fun of Dallas once in a while for how old they are. And, you know, a lot of guys go there to retire. But Jamie Ben, 78 points. Joe Pavelski, 77 points. Ryan Souter still playing 20 minutes a night. Like, their they're old guys are still contributors, even though they're old. Um, and then in net, I mean, they have an, an elite-level goalie. Jake Ottinger is that. He's a top-five goalie in hockey, in my opinion. So they've got the goaltending. They've got the the elite number one uh, forward up front. Uh, they've got the defense core, of course. I think uh, Heiskanen. Yeah, Heiskanen. I thought Heiskanen was hurt for some reason, but he's not. So they've got Miro Heiskanen who 73 points, an elite defenseman. They got everything. Dallas is a very complete team. I like them to go uh, through Minnesota in four. Vegas and Winnipeg. Very interesting series. I did not expect this, but a lot of these analytics hockey sites evolving wild uh dom from the athletic and others. They all have Winnipeg as a very marginal favorite, like 51%. No, like not a much of a favorite at all, but a favorite. An eighth place team in the in the conference over the number 1 seed. Okay? I'm in. I'm in. I'm going to trust the smarties on this one and I've got Winnipeg winning over Jack Eichel and the Golden Knights in seven games. And I'm trying to stay as unbiased here as possible because I will be rooting against Vegas because of Jack Eichel, of course. But I think there's real merit to picking Winnipeg. And most of it does come down to the goaltending factor. Connor Hellebuck, if he's not the best goalie in hockey, he's second or third. And Vegas is going with Lorraine Brossois, Hellebuck's backup from a couple of years ago. Good luck with that. He's been good at the end of the season, but... Man, that's your plan going into goal in the playoffs. I don't see it. I don't see Bruce Swag getting them through. I think Hellebuck is going to steal a series here. They've got good talent in Winnipeg. Josh Morrissey, a breakout season on the blue line. Of course, you know Kyle Connor and, and a great goal scorer and Shifley, forty goals, and you know Nikolai Ehlers. It's kind of the same cast and crew in winnipeg but as long as they have connor he gives them a chance to beat anybody and as long as loray brossois vegas's goaltender i think they could fall apart just on saves itself that could be their downfall so i've got winnipeg beating vegas in seven finally in the first round i've got edmonton getting through the la kings in six la actually a good possession team but they don't finish their chances um so i don't like that and you know i was going to make a point here about Edmonton, they just set the record for the, the highest power play percentage in NHL history. They are so good on the power play. And in the playoffs, all the penalties dry up. They're not going to have those power play opportunities. But LA's fourth in the NHL in power play percentage. They're going to be as affected as Edmonton. And Edmonton at 5-on-5 five five is still a dominant team. Um, they have questions in goal. Stewart Skinner it was at a great rookie season. But... Playoffs are a different animal. Don't know if you could trust it. And I still will never trust Edmonton's blue line. But right now, Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl are playing on such a high level, just a historic level that we haven't seen from a hockey team in 25 years, that I'm picking them just on those two. Um, I think those two are that level of good, and they're going to get through the Kings in six. Second round of the playoffs. Maybe a bit of an upset. I have Dallas getting through Colorado. Colorado had a bit of a weird year dealing with some injuries. You know, Landis Cog out this year. I think Dallas is a really well built, complete team. They have the advantage in goal. I like Ottinger over Georgiev despite similar results this year. I like Ottinger more. Um, it's going to be a close series. It's coin flip, but I got Dallas. I got Dallas getting through the Colorado Avalanche in round number two, likely in seven games. And then a battle in Canada. I've got. Edmonton over Winnipeg, maybe in six uh, to beat them in the second round. I think Edmonton's got more um, of the high-end talent than Vegas does, which will help them get through Winnipeg. I trust their goaltending more than I do with Vegas. Another difference, I'll take Stuart Skinner over Lorraine Brassois. Um, So I've got the Oilers to overcome their blue line and get through the Winnipeg Jets in round number two, which sets up for Dallas Stars, Edmonton Oilers. Western Conference Finals, and I've got the Edmonton Oilers getting through to the Stanley Cup. They're such a dominant five-on-five team, fourth in the last month in five-on-five expected goals for and shot attempts. McDavid, it's the McDavid factor. Best player in the world, 150-plus points. The guy's doing things that I've never seen in my lifetime that I have to go back and watch black-and-white footage of. He is the man, the number one person in sports right now, and I think he will get the Edmonton Oilers to the Stanley Cup Final, which means. I have get ready for this Sabre fans there are we've we've compared this Sabers team to 0506 a lot haven't we well in the spirit of comparing things to 0506 here you go my Stanley Cup final matchup the Carolina Hurricanes against the Edmonton Oilers a rematch of the 06 Cup that the Sabre should have been in this time deserved by both Carolina uh, and Edmonton and I have the Hurricanes, just like in 06, getting through to win and beat the Edmonton Oilers in a close series, six or seven games. I think the Carolina Hurricanes, the most complete team in my opinion in hockey, are going to go all the way through, and they are going to win this, uh, the, the entire playoffs, and they are going to be your Stanley Cup champions. Carolina is my pick over Edmonton. And that is going to do it for us today here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. So, thanks everybody for tuning in. Enjoy night one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll talk about the playoffs day by day here uh, as they progress. I love, of course, talking hockey, and uh, we're not going to be confined just to Sabres here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Of course, we will have uh, lots of Sabres content, though, coming your way uh, throughout the offseason. So, thanks everybody for listening. Remember, Wednesday morning is Granado and Adams. So, uh, Wednesday's show will be our most important one, uh, kind of previewing or recapping what the GM and the coach had to say. Thanks for making us your first listen every day here in the Locked On Sabres podcast. And be sure throughout the playoffs to take a listen to all of our other channels, uh, whether it's Locked On Golden Knights, or Locked On Jets, or Locked On Islanders, or Panthers, or uh, Carolina Hurricanes. We've got an option for everybody. So thanks everybody for listening and we'll talk to you next time here on the Lockdown Savers podcast.